welcome to Is This Good, the show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming. And today's guests are returning Is This Good champions and America's foremost experts on the NBA All-Star Weekend Celebrity Game. You know them from their very funny Round Ball Rock podcast and have perhaps wondered if their cute couple name should be Showy Kine or John Dean, former White House counsel for Richard Nixon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joey Devine and Sean Keane. Joey and Sean, welcome back to Is This Good? Thanks for Thank having you. us, guys. I've been wanting to come back because I have so much to say about what's good and what's bad. It's like <laughs> just constantly rolling around in my brain. I got idea Matt sometimes. I'm like, this is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, okay, well, are, 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 do you and your partner have a uh, shared couple name? Are you Jivey? No. No. Because me and my fiancé are Shemily, so... You just wanted to brag that you're engaged. Like, we get it, Sean. You're becoming a wife guy. I am. uh, It's your Pokemon evolution is finally here. Sean, congratulations to you on getting engaged. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an incredible process. Puppy, new home, new lady. Uh, It's great. I've been been really enjoying... uh, that your girlfriend, right? Are you not? Are you engaged? You're. You're just. A, you're just. Your partner has been on the podcast recently. Yes, partner has it's recently been, great. been on the podcast. It's been great. It's okay, uh, very, very entertaining and amusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. She's told some secrets that uh, are now on the web, and it's always. It's always worse when the things you say on the podcast then get cut out as social media clips Mm -hmm. somehow in my mind i'm like this is 10 times worse than me saying it on the podcast because on the podcast it's ensconced and hidden under layers of Mm -hmm. boring bullshit you really have to dig through but once it's a social media clip every i've got like people that i haven't spoken to in a long time going you play with your gum i'm like yes i play with my gum they're like why the fuck do you do that i don't know that's really gross i know it's gross yeah i think it's charming man oh thank you thank you yeah i had a i had a clip where i talked about how uh i just had a joke about getting engaged and not having a ring and asking emily and she said no i don't think you need one and she immediately is like, he made, he made that up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. That's mean. <laughs> and she'll comment on that on Instagram. I'm like, he, he, some of it, you have to preserve some of the mystery, honey. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, You work Sean, in public relations. You're not allowed to lie as a stand-up. Oh, like, that's you true. You definitely you... cannot say you spilled anthrax on your baby <laughs> as a joke. That's a good um, point. I will never so host you, a daily uh, show thanks to my... <laughs> fiance constantly <laughs> ratting me out in the comments uh that is that's tough but of, of course everyone remembers when a secret service agent came to their home and it's a difficult thing to forget <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to know uh on the round ball rock uh pod where are you in your sidecast that's what i am most interested in these are your uh, you know patreon only you're like hey we're gonna oh. do a show about every single product shack has endorsed w- what are your current obsessions um, so right now, I uh, have been weirdly reviewing the podcast Smartless, mm-hmm. which oh. I really don't like. But <laughs> <laughs> like I, 
I just don't like it. And I understand why people like it, but for some reason, Jason Bateman just drives me crazy because he always asks these questions that sound like he's walking around and talking on the phone. So it'll be, it'll be something like, hey, Steph Curry, you're a champion at basketball and winning and also family, and I love your family, and I respect what you did with your wife, Aisha, so many TV projects. And my question is, what kind of upbringing or parents, or you have great parents, I'm a parent, and you get to the end, and it's like, this is like the third most popular podcast in America. I know, I know. And, uh, so I've been reviewing that. I need to find... So Wait, was that I, a request? Did anyone want you to do that? No, no, I, no one I wanted me to do that. I specifically have asked him not to do it. Yeah, and but yeah, Steph Curry was happening. on recently, so uh-huh. we'll be doing another one of those. Oh, and for round book rock uh, tomorrow, I'm recording my thoughts about the novel Les Misérables, which is for no one. It's for no one, but I wrote them down, so I feel like I. <laughs> Need to share that. Is that going to get more or less uh, listeners than the Smartless recap? Yeah, people kind of like how much I hate Smartless. They're they have mm-hmm. no idea, nor do I really, what I feel about Les Misérables, a phrase that Victor Hugo invented. It's not. Oh. That's why people are like, "What does that mean in French?" And it's like, "Well, he he just he was trying to start a hashtag." What well, means Misérables? It doesn't mean anything. Um... It means that book. <laughs> it means the book. Our other show. Ja- the, our Jack Reacher re- recap show, Fist Like Thanksgiving Turkeys, we're still only... We've ha- been having trouble with guests and just timing. We're still only on episode three, even though... Of season the one? Fu- of season two, luckily. Season two. We, yeah. Okay. Even I though also, the I also, finale aired like three weeks ago. <laughs> I also watch it in the most annoying way possible, where I'm constantly taking notes on dialogue and like pausing and rewinding <laughs> as if it's uh, not absolute garbage. And uh, yeah, it's a fun way to live my life. Smartless, Reacher... Classic French novels. Okay, I'm going to pause it after he describes how he's going to beat all these guys up. (laughs) Then I'm going to play it while reading what he said, just to make sure it lines up perfectly. And, well, it often does. Uh, Sean, I want to know, what what are the hallmarks of being an Uncle Dad? Because you have a stand-up comedy album coming out. Mm -hmm. It's titled America's Uncle Dad. Feel free to plug it, say the date and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the hallmarks of Uncle Dad-ishness? Uh, well, it comes out on March 15th, the Ides of March. I actually Ooh. am not sure it's actually... I realize the Ides of March vary from day to day. It's because of my love of uh, George Clooney and uh, Ryan Gosling's incredible political... Th- no. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's available for pre-order from Blonde Medicine Records. And uh, Joey coined the term America's Uncle Dead just because I've always... As a grown-up had, like, kid-adjacent jobs. Like, I was a swim coach. I worked at a kid's museum. I had a part-time job as a nanny in Los Angeles. Uh, And at the time Joey started calling me that, I don't think I actually had any nephews, if that's correct. Oh, no, I think you did. I think I maybe had one (laughs) nephew, yeah. Okay, so what happened was Sean's Instagram was so filled with pictures of children people kept asking me like did sean have kids like and not tell anyone Mm -hmm. because uh there he was always his instagram stories were constantly just him with these children he was hanging out with and i was just like 
no, he's an uncle dad, not a dad, <laughs> to our friends who were worried Sean was having children and wasn't good enough friends with them that he would tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that started. Also, Sean's just fun, but also irresponsible. Yeah, that's I would say the that's, real key. Yeah. <laughs> My big move is to uh, be very nice to a child, but also wind them up to such a degree that it's a nightmare <laughs> when their parents uh, retake custody. Yeah. Of them. Uh, yeah, like a couple of days ago, my, my six-year-old nephew, I helped him light like 28 candles that we just displayed on my parents' uh, dining room. He likes fire. And I'm like, I feel like we could control this. This probably won't oh, oh, I lead see. to I, anything. It wasn't wrong. anybody's birthday. It was just Mm-mm. get the nope. tea lights nope. out. We're going ahead. Just hand. got the tea lights out. Every candle just lined up in a row. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, tried to start cooking Cheetos over them. And uh-huh. I... I'm going to say I encourage that behavior, too. He was going home. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, it reminds me of those like cars that we used to play with as kids where if you rolled them backwards mm-hmm. in succession, it would get more and more torqued up and yeah. powerful. And then you do that a thousand times and then just hand it back to the parent and the car's like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I even do a, a bit where when he's being driven away, I run out, run alongside the car as far as I can, and like so uh, just to just to get him like so he's vibrating in the car seat for the drive home. It's great, uh, perfect. Well, uh, parents everywhere love him, uh, but yeah. go ahead and get that comedy album now. We got We got to pre-order this album. We got to get up the charts because. Uh, we had a comedian on the show who also had an album coming out, Chris Martin, before you ask, not the guy from Coldplay. Every album in the top uh, iTunes charts for comedy is like an old Weird Al album from 14 years mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> so we got to get you past Weird Al. Yeah, it's yeah. really the pre-order date. The most important thing about that is getting that one screenshot, and then yeah. you can have it forever. So, yeah, just it debuts at one. The next week, it's 7,000. But that's all that matters these days is physical CD sales and iTunes charts. Mm-hmm. I'm actually the reason those Weird Al albums are still there. I buy an old Weird album, Al album every day on iTunes. Yeah. I want to keep him relevant. He also yeah. said, I'm doubling up right before your album comes up so you stay humble. So that was... <laughs> well, look, it shouldn't be that hard. Everyone fucking hates Weird Al, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him. Really unpopular. Get him. He sucks. <laughs> Uh, all right, some very quick housekeeping. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. Uh, you will not find us reviewing any Shack products, but you will be getting a Patreon-only episode coming out this Thursday. So sign up now. And, of course, send topics to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's good. Here we go. First topic, Ben V asks, fighting your way back to your spot if you had to go to the bathroom during a concert. So this is what Ben asks. Concert goers seem to have no problem letting you pass them by if you are emerging from stage direction at a concert. However, pushing your way back towards the stage, even after a dash to the bathroom, is frowned upon. As in, people will literally frown upon you as you go by. I'm going to a concert tonight, and I like to enjoy a few ales while I watch the show. That's right. We got cool listeners, guys. Uh, And I'm already feeling moderate anxiety about my return trip from the bathroom. Uh, so this is a problem I experienced, uh, a famously small bladder, 
Uh, don't clip this uh, out, Jaden. Uh, famously small <laughs> planner. And I, too, like to have a couple ales uh, watching a show. And this is a constant concern of mine. So, Joey, is this a problem you faced, and, and how do you feel about it? Uh, no, this is not a problem. I mean, it's, you're you're overthinking this, Ben V. Like, you just mumble, oh, my friends are over there, while looking at the ground. Don't make eye contact with these people. <laughs> they don't want to look at you. You don't want to look at them back. You mumble friends and then keep going. You just, you're overthinking this. No one remembers that you are pushed them by because they're too busy staring at their phones, which have a tiny Ben Folds on them now, um, or whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily you're seeing Ben Folds solo, because you can't get yeah, the five yeah. in the same image. No. No, no. Yeah, well, they're, it's, only it's only three. three. It's only three. So you can get them in one image. Okay, well, but... I'll tell you what, we don't have any cool guys on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, Robert Sledge, notoriously camera shy, so that's yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, no. No, wait, can we name the third member? Darren Jesse. Darren Jesse. Uh, why Why do I, why can I do that? Um, Robert Sledge's name is at least in a song. That's why yeah. I, uh, um, so I, I think uh, it's weird because I do think people care in the moment, but it's very strange because in general at a concert, it's such a free-flowing thing. It, people who get mad about that remind me of people who uh, get upset when you merge on the freeway. <laughs> and my friend once explained it to me is that it's not a race. We're all going different places, and you'll never notice again in five seconds. So I think it's a very similar uh, kind of idea. Uh, I, I will add two little addendums. Um, one is that uh, after the pandemic, Live Nation changed their beverage policy at comedy clubs to be the same across all their venues. And most of their venues are like arenas or mm -hmm. places where it's a big deal to go get a beer because you have to go through this problem. So when you go to see Usher... They sell you, you know, a 24-ounce beer because it's a hassle to go back to your spot and you right. get frowned upon. So now the default at a comedy club where someone will just walk that drink directly to your table is still 24 ounces. So in the first and show coming back... And it's a two-drink minimum. And there's a two-drink minimum. Yeah. And so now it's like, well, you're actually getting 48 ounces of 7% beer. And mm -hmm. so right after the pandemic, especially in the city of Sacramento, people got so loaded and <laughs> and Live Nation doesn't even have that many comedy clubs, but they're kind of like, we, we got to do it. We got to do it across the board. It's like, they're just cups. You can get these cups anywhere, guys. Uh, and then well, also hold, saw, hold yeah. on a second, yeah. Sean. Are you telling me that famous uh, <laughs> fans of the art of stand-up comedy, Live Nation, don't have the performer's best interests at heart. <laughs> I, I I would never say that. Uh, well, but, first of all, how how good would it be if you did have a two drink minimum at a concert? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. You're seeing you're oh seeing Groban. God. You're yeah. seeing Groban. You got to have at least uh -huh. forty eight ounces of Pabst Blue Ribbon in you. If you ain't hammered when Manilow hits the stage, you're not doing it right. Uh, now, yeah. Obviously, I would say there's a difference between pushing to the front. Like, if you come in, you know, three songs in, and you just push your way to the front, it feels different than if you were already at the front, have left, and are coming back to yeah. the front. But but ostensibly to the people you're pushing past, they don't know the difference. So I th no. that could be why there's some 
animus between the movers and the standers. You can get anywhere, anywhere in the world by just saying my friends are over there. Even if you're <laughs> alone, nobody cares. I will say the thing that stresses me out at a, at a concert is as someone who grew up uh, going to school in Oakland, California, I'm always so afraid of stepping on somebody's shoes. Uh, because oh. in high school, if you stepped on somebody's new shoes, you were getting punched in the face. <laughs> That's how they do it in Alameda. <laughs> uh, J- yeah. JD, what do you do? I feel like you're a guy that just is just like, I'm never pissing, no matter what happens. But that is true. Uh, but I also, I have a policy at concerts. I, I walk where I want, when I want and mm-hmm. I just make it look like I know where I'm going. Yep, That's it. Exactly. I I also look like I could potentially be a roadie or I Yeah, work you there. look like you <laughs> work at the mean? venue. So, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I I do you do look like a roadie. And I know I I wonder if I have short privilege here where people I'm pushing past people but they're not as upset because they're like even if this person stands directly in front of me, I'm yeah. still going to be fine. Yeah, I don't sure. know if some of the taller folk feel uh, bad that they would step in front of someone and then stand there and then block their view. Tall people don't care about that. As a, not a tall, not that tall of a man, they want to stand directly in front of me no matter where I am at a concert. And I'm just trying to see Darren Jesse. <laughs> Solo? Oh my God. <laughs> Do stuff from. Ben Fold self-titled. <laughs> I, I remember the first show I ever went to alone, no parents. I think this was like the first show that I actually bought tickets for and was excited about was uh, Dandy Warhol's and Blur, uh, Dandy mm-hmm. Warhol's opening. And it's his pre-cell phones. The stars was of with one a, of the greatest documentaries of all time, Dig. That's right, Everyone Dig. should watch Dig. Very, um, very good documentary. Yeah. So I was like, I got to pee. And we're just in this, you know, giant general admission pit. And I'm like, okay, I got to take a piss. In three minutes, put your hand up so that when I'm coming back, I can find you. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. So I go pee. You know, <laughs> in, I'm in, I'm out. I come back out. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't, there's no hands. There's no hand up. Anyway, so I, 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 the whole concert I spend away from my friend. A little scared. So, you know, it's a rowdy, mm-hmm. rowdy crowd. A lot of weed smoking. And uh, after the show, I find him. I'm like, hey, man, what the hell? I told you to put your hand up. He's like, I did. And then, like... One second after I put my hand up, a really big guy behind me said, "Hey, put your fucking hand down." And I, <laughs> and, and it was then I was like, "Yeah, that's a good point." And no one's gonna want to just stand behind you while you have your hands up in the air, uh, waiting to ask a question. Uh, uh, they will like it if you're waving them around. Like you just don't care, though. That's that's fine. true. That's, that's acceptable. The problem was he are... really cared. He yeah. he obviously cared, and that probably the, yeah. You got to time every song to when when Blur covers OPP. Yeah. Uh, oh no, hip hop hooray! Fuck, I fucked up that that sweet sweet ref. Fifty one percent of people say fighting your way back to your spot if you had to go to the bathroom during a concert is good. So I guess forty nine percent of people yeah. are like, if you got to piss, you're fucked, man. You're Sorry. gone. <laughs> leave you're out the concert. Leave. Yeah, just leave. All right, next question. Garrett R asks, civilians using military time. Is this good? So Absolutely. Can, okay. okay. Let, let, let me read what Garrett here. He says, <laughs> as a, <laughs> they hate it. They hate it. Uh, as a white man, it's not lost on me that having military time on my phone is probably the easiest dunk of all time for comedians. They'd be like, hey, where you got to go at 1,300 hours? Bomb a small village and overthrow a fairly elected democracy? <laughs> but... 
the rest of the world uses military time, so I'm intentionally being more international, considerate, and worldly. You get to do a little math every time you look at your phone after 12, which is healthy for your brain, and no more confusion on AM and PM. What do those even stand for? Time is a construct, best Garrett. Joey, you're shaking your head vigorously. This is insane. <laughs> Are you, oh, I'm more international. Are you also using the metric system? Yes. Are you? Yeah, yes, well, he Joey. should be. He should no. be. No, not, look. I agree we all should be, but we're not. You don't get to live in a different country, unfortunately, when you're here. You do you do AM, you do PM, you uh, you call them feet and yards, and also you... Quartz and hectares? And, oh, yeah. and also, you go to jail if you throw away a flag. Um... <laughs> Joey, that sounded like an argument for military time at the end there. <laughs> this is insane. I don't want to do the math. That's my big problem. Like, also, I, if you're using military time, people are just going to assume you were at January 6th. Um, <laughs> or defended our country. I mean, Jesus. What's a, well, where's the math? I don't get where the math comes. Oh, because well, you have well, to uh, minus 12 to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. so 1,400 yeah. hours is... 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So you got you got to do a little math. But you got to get everybody to just know that 14 is 14. Right. I guess that if, yeah. after a certain period, like for me, I didn't know what 70 degrees was before I moved mm -hmm. to this great country. We support all our troops <laughs> yeah. overseas. Uh, but now I'm like 70. I, I have a sense of it. So I feel like yeah. I would get a sense of 1400 hours if I transitioned. But mm -hmm. well, Sean, let me ask you this. If I told yeah. you... Um, you're an alien visiting this great planet mm -hmm. of ours, this big blue marble in the sky. Mm -hmm. I tell you, well, our clock has the same two times in one day, and the way that we distinguish between them is we say uh, two initials after them, an AM or a PM, or there's 24 hours in a day, and it's just one time represents each one of those times. Wouldn't you say the 24-hour clock makes more sense than the 12-hour clock? Yeah, because even... Even explaining the origin you'd be going through and trying to explain what a sundial is, and then you end up getting into, like, really weird engineering things about accuracy of clocks on ships, and, uh... It you, is... You'd have to. You'd have to. You'd have to bore the alien. Yeah, you'd have to bore the alien, and he's like, fine, just repeat him, fine, God! <laughs> um, it does make more sense, I will say, and I was really into having military time... Uh, on my phone and then I stopped wearing a digital watch in sixth grade and then that <laughs> was like a thing of the past to me uh, by the way what is, what is what would 70 be in uh, Celsius great question no one knows it's impossible oh, okay. <laughs> okay, it would be about 21 20, mm -hmm. 21 23 now, do you do you feel like there's more i'm sorry i'm just going i'm ignoring garadar's question i'm going back Jesus. to weather J jd but sean's like, treating us like we're aliens and he's yeah. about to <laughs> but like but no, no but, but do you appreciate um having more degrees of range is I, that helpful? i gotta say i do i have okay, that because that's the only Otherwise, it makes sense to go zero to 100. It's just, uh, this is the one place where I feel like America is doing better. Everything else in the metric system, total failure. Uh, yeah. with, I mean, sorry, with uh, being on the 
I don't even know what the, the that, that's how you can tell the non-metric <laughs> system is terrible that we don't even really have a name for it. It's imperial, what, no? It's imperial. Imperial. Yeah. It's imperial. Like, I feel like people don't know that. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe that's really what I got through is I don't know the name of something, and so now I'm. But also, like everybody kid. knows. It's like, did anyone remember? Nirvana <laughs> <laughs> used to be huge. Can you believe that? Everybody knows that when something is named Imperial, it's the good thing. <laughs> oh, no, right? you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I bet. I bet all these smug Europeans. Okay, for instance, you saying that Fahrenheit. You know, we have more degrees to work with. But mm-hmm. I think even growing up in Canada, um, height. In feet and inches, reign supreme. Weight in pounds, reign supreme over uh, kilos. And I would go so far as to say that, like, even these snobby British people are probably measuring their penis in inches. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. I I go millimeters, honestly. Not to say too much about Same. myself, but Same. yeah, I got a tw- twelve inch eight stone penis. Yeah. <laughs> Is that good? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We we all know. I we all. I will say. If you were born at a certain time, we all know exactly how many stone Gavin Rossdale weighs. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. uh, Can't name anyone else in Bush, though. Can't name another person. Darren Jesse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you really want to use military time and do math problems in your head, you have to do what I do. Someone who also is constantly doing math problems in their head to maybe burden themselves with anxiety, you keep it to yourself. That's all. Yeah. It can be 1400 to you. Just just do the math and then say it like a normal person. It's an extra math <laughs> operation for you to fit into society uh, a little better. Here's a question, I, yeah. Matt. Do you think Michael Bay, the director of the movie uh, 13 Hours, The Secret mm-hmm. Soldiers of Benghazi, do you think he has his phone in military time? Michael Bay, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. James Cameron, 7,000%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Michael Bay's pissed that he didn't get to name a movie Zero Dark Thirty. He was like, oh, oh yeah. that's the coolest name. <laughs> He's like, couldn't this, couldn't this Benghazi mission have happened later? Uh-huh. Well, it's 1,300 hours. Th- He's not. He's saying it took thirteen hours. It was to thirteen do it? hours. Yeah. Okay. He's not hours. saying it, it started fight at one Gazi. p.m. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <It> <laughs> the worst time to start a mission. Uh, I, was... I will say well, you solve the alien problem by doing this. The first thing that happens the second you meet an alien, you say synchronize your watches and you put your hand in. Hmm. Um, For what purpose? So they know what time it is. Oh. <laughs> so you're all on the same time. I actually think we should go back, though, to the times when uh, every town had a different time. Did you know this? In, no. like, the Old West, well, what caused railroads. everyone to yeah. get no- – Yeah, what caused everyone to get nor- the same time in this country is railroads. But huh. before you'd, like, ride your horse from, like – uh, Yuma, and it would be three ten, and then you'd ride four hours away, and it would still be three ten. Getting the three ten to Yuma was very important. Some would say the yeah, whole yeah. point of the film. Yeah, yeah. So don't you think that they should have said the fifteen ten to Yuma, so we knew that it would be yeah. in the afternoon? Yeah, because, because otherwise the, the whole movie is completely dark. Yeah. <laughs> They're like stumbling around. The 310 to Yuma, it's difficult because there's not incandescent light at the time. And so the horses are falling. Uh, everyone's very sleepy. 
It would be see, great if the is... ending of that movie was them missing the train because they. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh, PM? Oh, <laughs> fuck. But that's sort of my argument is you don't. Who, how often are you actually mistaking, like, a.m. to p.m.? If someone's telling you to meet at 3, unless you're a cat burglar, <laughs> it's 3 p.m. Like, there's just no, it's not that difficult. Like, okay, well, I would just say then that why is it, doesn't it concern you that for things that are really important, like, we cannot fuck up the time on this, like, a military tactical operation or someone's time of death in a hospital, we're like, mm-hmm. we got to know. Everything else, well, you know, we'll have a few <laughs> slip-ups here and there. Meet me at dinner at 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. That's when we're having dinner at my house. No one <laughs> would make that mistake. Like, mm-hmm. there's context. To okay, but what if it was just more, let's go get a, let's go get a coffee mm-hmm. at, uh, say, 9. That could mm-hmm. be 9 a.m. That could be 9 p.m. No one's getting coffee at night. Oh, I have yeah. an all. I got pull an all nighter. Yeah, the physics exam is killing me. Uh, okay, now one thing that I did come up for me when I was thinking about this in my head just before the show is the twenty-four hour clock would allow us to get away from saying "oh clock," which the more oh. I think about it is the weirdest Mm-mm. of that the is, clock. It is an like insane oh clock. Stop erasing the Irish. This is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How, how far away do you think we are from getting an O'Clock in the NBA? Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm First trying to name think of or other, last fra- name. other <laughs> phrases. Good question. Good question. I actually think we should have more of those. Like you were saying, like, time o' death. Yeah. When's the, yeah. O'de- when's the o' death? <laughs> it's, it is weird when you think about it. You're saying, oh, what time is it? One o'clock. You are yeah. confirming that the 1 p.m. is mm-hmm. inside the clock. Do you think Donald Trump will be president of states again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think we're close in the NFL to having a cornerback with the first name O'Clock, though. I'm just and, gonna say that. Wait, yeah. first name? Yeah, like O'Clock Garvey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> an NFL last name. Um. And and have uh, all like Tony Romo being he's always on time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, I hate you. Get off here. <laughs> I'm watching the Nickelodeon game. <laughs> 80% of people say that using military time is not good. So we're all in sync yeah. about that. All right, moving on. The internet is full of people trying to tell you how to live your life. It's time to decide if they know what they're talking about in Is This a Good Rule? So guys, I think this is a new segment since the last time you were on the show. Yeah. Uh, but basically, as I said, uh, we present Bill you with a, a series this of... Is the Bill <laughs> it's inspired by Bill Maher. <laughs> uh-huh. He's doing great work on uh, Home Box Office. Check it uh-huh. out if you can. And uh, you just got to tell me if you think these are good rules. Today's rules come from a book written by one Winston Groom. Joey, does that mm. name sound familiar to you? Sure does. Why uh, does it he sound wrote, familiar uh, He wrote Forrest Gump, baby, and oh, I no. worked at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company right. for eight years. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, the Groomer. Book... <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Uh, Sean, uh, your phone, you got to set it to military time yeah. now that you're calling for <laughs> Groomer. 
Uh, all right, so the book is called Gumpisms, The Wit and Wisdom of Forrest Gump. This is terrible. Anyway. This book is uh, from 1994, a clear uh, cash grab uh, once the movie came out. Now, the weird thing about this book is I owned it. Okay, my, my well-meaning mother said, you really enjoyed Forrest Gump. You really enjoyed that trip through American history with this Zelig-like figure. I said, Mom, who's Zelig? She said, well, you know, we got into Woody Allen later, but it's an 80-page book. It's a real phoning it in. There's one giant quote per page, and the book itself is about the size of a phone. So it's a, you know, you can put it in your back pocket it's and murder John Lennon. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, now... I thought, okay, so I'm going to take out my fa- favorite, you know, <laughs> rules or lessons from Forrest Gump, and I'll ask the guys about them. But I Googled, is there any way to, like, get a computer voice to sound like Forrest Gump? And I found one, and I very excitedly, it was like a, a dialogue box. I could type in these quotes, and it would read them back in Forrest Gump's voice. And it, it, it didn't quite deliver on the promise. So oh, just so you, I want you to get a sense of, what this computer voice sounds like. And I think the key to it is understanding how uh, AI Forrest Gump says the word mayonnaise. May I'm nice. (laughs) (laughs) One more time, please, J.D. May I'm nice. It's almost sling blady. It is a little Mm. sling blady, but uh, you'll get a better feel for it as we move along here. All right, uh, Forrest, why don't you tell us uh, the first of your rules? Do not try to cut your own hair. Do not try to cut your own hair. Joey, do you think that's a good rule? I think it was a good rule. But I think post-pandemic, certain people got really good at cutting their own hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like a rule for 10-year-olds because everybody knew that kid. Well, 10's even a little old. Like 6-year-olds. Everybody knew that one kid who was like holding a pair of scissors and then they were like, what if I just cut this? And then their hair looked insane for the rest of the year. Um, I know because my brother did it. And my dad was like, I get it. You just, we gave you a pair of scissors. And I was like, "This, you're not mad? He looks insane. If I did this, I'd get yelled at for weeks. Um, but I think it's a pretty good rule. I cut my own hair during the pandemic. Matt, did you at any point? Uh, yeah, but I didn't cut it. I shaved it because I didn't trust myself to layer properly. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't scissor cut it. I like, but I bought a pair of clippers and looked up several YouTube videos on like how to give yourself a haircut. Um, did you successfully fade it, or was it just one length? Uh, no, I had a. I get. I successfully faded wow. it. Not like you know, not like a barbershop fade, but I. It looked. Fine. Everyone was actually surprised I was able to do it. Okay, so then um, why don't you just always do that? Because it's annoying. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I left the top, because, again, I, I like to leave it a little long on top because I'm cool. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just left it because I was like, I can't scissor cut this. So yeah, I'm going to say it is a good rule. I've talked myself into it. It okay. is a good just rule. Re- just remember, yeah. listeners, this is the guy that knows all three members of Ben Folds 5. He's not cool, mm-hmm. no matter how yeah. long his hair is. <laughs> uh, all right, JD, uh, hit us with the next one. If you want to wear a hat, do it in the privacy of your own home. Sean, did you get, did you get that? If you want to wear a hat, do it in the privacy of your own home. Is that a good rule? Well, look, we're all wearing hats on this podcast, but we are also yeah, these are all not the hats. indoors. So, um, uh. 
I think that that rule is maybe okay as long as you exclude caps. Because hmm. anyone wearing, like, a capital H hat is making a statement, and it's usually not a good one. Unless that statement is, I am Pharrell Williams, <laughs> super producer and composer of the song Happy. Because uh, mm -hmm. otherwise, it's like, what message are you sending with a fedora? Like, it's just saying, like, bad news. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I guess probably, like... Texas is an exception to this. Like, you're not necessarily sending the same signal in a hatted place, but uh, definitely in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I guess I think also maybe you get a pass if you are a uh, elderly African-American man. But other <laughs> than that, like, uh, as a rule for white non-cowboys, this is a good rule. Like, uh, mm -hmm. whatever you're trying to pull off with your hat, you almost certainly are not. Yeah, I think, I th I think you're right here. I, th I think yeah. I put on a Pharrell hat and then suddenly I had good advice for Maggie Rogers, you know? And yeah, so yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't well, but not as much appreciated. Uh, I, I'm thinking that you're right because Forrest Gump is a traditional fellow. So he probably does mean baseball caps in, in this expression. Mm -hmm. But if we take it to mean... A brunch hat, a brunch style hat. I think mm -hmm. he's onto something here. So I, I, I mean, I anytime I've had a friend is... who started wearing a hat, it was always a competition where people were like, "I don't want to say anything, but that is it's really bad." <laughs> Why is he it's doing really not? That? I mean, and, and actually, you know what? I'm gonna say age. Once you pass like 55, do whatever you want. But okay, I mean, that's not that old. I guess yeah. I just think that once you're like capital O old, you be careful. There's Sean, like be careful. There's there's maybe I don't I don't know. It's probably retirement age, Social Security. If you're eligible for Social okay, Security, you, you can wear anything you want, basically, because it's mm -hmm. then you're like eccentric or okay. Uh, you got to yeah. be at least eighty to wear a pork pie, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. or yeah, you have to be like you have to you should be have to be like jumped in, you know. It's like a mafia initiation to get a pork pie hat, <laughs> unless or you have to be in the mighty mighty Boston's, and I don't think they're accepting <laughs> new members. So, but yeah, if it, if your hat is named after something that doesn't exist in society anymore, that is a really good sign. Okay, like yeah. a like like a like a page boy cap or something. Yeah, a page a, a newsboy cap is a bad idea because there aren't newsboys. Pork pies. When's the last time you saw a pie made of pork? No, it's out. Mm -hmm. Cool, cooling on a windowsill. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Joe. I didn't know if you wanted I to jump in and name and I every. Floated yeah. To it. Um... <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to try to name every member of the Mighty Mighty Bostones, but uh, I was gonna make the same joke, oh, okay. uh, and I Perfect. only can name Dickie Barrett. All okay. right, keep that's, going. That's all. Uh... We need. <laughs> all right, Forrest. What other uh, words of wisdom you got for us? If you say lie. Standing it probably can't hurt nothing. Okay, so that Forrest was saying, if you see a line, go stand in it. Probably can't hurt nothing. This is a terrible. This, this is, is terrible bad. advice. Yeah. Bad, bad advice. This is horrible advice. Uh, well, that's it. What is he just always at the DMV? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, this is a bad idea because I saw plenty of people lining up for the COVID nineteen vaccine, and uh, then they ended up with a microchip in their bodies. So, uh, 
Sean, you better make sure to tell everyone this is a joke before Seth Simons writes a blog about it. Oh, you. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, point. Yeah. I've been trying to get him to review this album. He's hiding in Montana from Shane Gillis, I think, right now. Uh, we, believe in, uh, we believe in vaccines at the Round Ball Rock podcast. Yeah, um. <laughs> that's really great to hear. I, it is true, though. Like, if, if you're standing in a line in Los Angeles post-COVID uh, vaccine and post-lining mm-hmm. up to get a COVID test, uh, what's the best that's going to happen? You're going to get, a, like, a Supreme sweatshirt yeah. or a, <laughs> yeah. a hipster bagel. Yeah, yeah or, and yeah. the worst-case scenario is that you've begun a career in adult films. Yeah, or <laughs> you know you're, taking, like you're taking a Scientology test. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, yeah. true. That's true. Especially post-Super Bowl, all the ads, yeah. that's when the lineup is, okay? Yeah, you're now... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, the sorting hat says you're in Sea Org, so you're yeah. a slave now. Uh... <laughs> okay, Forrest, sorry, you, you, you screwed up on that one. Uh, what else you got to say, Forrest? Do not drink soup. It puts a lake in your stomach. Okay, this is important. Do not drink soup. It puts a lake in your stomach. So it's, it almost sounds like Forrest is saying soup might not be a perfect food. This is the worst joke anyone has ever written. It's I not think. a joke, this, Joey. It's it life advice. <laughs> this is absolutely a joke. It puts a lake in your stomach. Yes. Jesus Christ. Everyone knows uh, that. Um, I'm not a big soup guy. I think I've talked about this on my show or this show before, but... Um, I soup just soup for dinner, excluding like a an Asian noodle soup, pho, ramen. Those are exempt. Okay, but just soup for dinner bums me out and makes reminds me of the times I was poor. <laughs> um, like soup to me, perfectly acceptable. A cup of soup before a dinner, great. But just a bowl of like chicken soup for dinner, it's like, am I sick? Uh-huh. I hate it. So I'm, you know, I might be pro this rule just because of my dislike of soup. Okay, uh, Sean, like... what are your feelings on soup and um, water masses in your yeah. abdomen? Yeah, it it feels weird that he's blaming soup for this and not <laughs> water. Well, that's the it's main a good thing. It's a where really I'm, good point. I'm it's like, he's really not that stupid. Uh, like, he's... <laughs> By the way, in the original book, Winston Groom's Forrest Gump is uh, like really promiscuous. That's a weird thing that ha- he also goes to space. Uh, so maybe he does go to that. Space. Maybe he's like, ah, you, all your food should be freeze dried. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on, I... he goes to space in the book. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of wow. crazy things happen. He's uh, he's also, I think, famously well endowed in that book. Something that <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Robert Zemeckis left out for some reason. <laughs> yeah. He did add it in Welcome to Marwin, though. Really weird. Later, <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Hump. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but I had I had soup for dinner last night. Um, oh, okay. I just think you should have heartier soups. You know what I mean? Like you can, uh, or just have a second bowl. You know, it just like reminds me of being poor and or sick. I, but, no. but I just I just think like that's that that's like a canned soup thing. It's just mm. a weird I feel like it's strange to it's like a it feels like a self loathing quality because you're you're exempting soups from other cultures you don't consider Caucasian or poor I don't I feel like no, ramen. it's about my childhood. It's the food I ate, I was fed when we were poor and sick. 
but you know you'll what I mean? eat like, split pea soup. No. But you'll eat like <laughs> a soup from another culture that's not fundamentally different, right? And well, there's a lot more food in them. Like mm. a lot more noodles. Well, that's so, what like, that's, that's what like, I'm saying. So yeah. I had a hearty soup with sausage and potatoes <laughs> last night. I feel like that's Sick perfectly food. fine. Sick or like, <laughs> I, I see. This is like I feel like this is a personal self-loathing thing that's it's, happening. Oh, for though. sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and every. Sean, everything I say is a personal <laughs> self-loathing. Yeah, I guess that, that you know what? You've, you've fair known enough. me for like 20 years at this point. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I love a soup, and uh, I've never felt like I had a lake in my stomach afterwards, <laughs> honestly. Uh, actually, maybe once when I went to Pea Soup Anderson's and ordered Traveler's <laughs> no, Special. No. But that's it's because you can have it. as much as you want. They don't stop you. Well, that's why they had to close. Shots. They had to close the, the, all the lawsuits the, about lake closed, stomach. Yeah, yeah. If you go, if you go to their <laughs> it's a giant yeah, class action suit, lake belly. If folk you or of a loved one has been affected by a freshwater stomach, please call this number. <laughs> I will say, I would rather have a lake in my stomach than like a babbling brook, right? Or an ocean. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not just from a size perspective, from a salinity perspective. Yeah. And actually, fair. I don't think I want a lagoon either. Because it feels like there's worse stuff in that. <laughs> Swampy. Like a creature. Yeah. There's a creature in my lagoon. <laughs> okay, uh, Forrest, uh, I think you have one more, at least one more piece of advice to give us here. Remember this piece of mind over piece of ass. Yeah, now this one's insane. This is real. <laughs> Forrest Gump in 1994 was really keeping it real when he said, remember this, peace of mind over piece of ass. Joey, does that resonate with you? No. <laughs> this is like this, one of the things I would feel like uh, would resonate the least with Joey. This like, is I feel like, like, I feel like Dolomite you're like, says. Uh. <laughs> but I feel like you're like, uh, like maybe I, I could just, I could imagine how you're feeling hearing that phrase. I'm just going to say it one I'm more really time. Peace of mind over no, peace of ass. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, you're obviously uncomfortable, so you... I dislike uh, this. This is like the, the Catholicism in me is like, I need to leave this podcast entirely uh, before I even And go eat some shame this. soup. Yeah, no. I've got to. I've got to go. I need to go say so many rosaries just from hearing this phrase. Now, am, am I hearing correctly, Joey, that you're not an advocate for mental health? Why don't you like this phrase? Um. Well, first off, I don't like. Uh, I'm not big on the word peace, just in general. <laughs> no, it's, it's like the E I C E one. Just to be clear. Uh, yeah, yeah, the E I C E one. First yeah. off, this feels misogynistic. I know it's not. It's mm -hmm. I know it's gender free or whatever. But yeah, yeah. when it's being written in 1994 <laughs> by a southern man, yeah. we're not yes. talking. This there's this is directed at a woman, and this is like women are crazy. And if you have a oh, this is like happy wife, happy life. But like uh -huh. the opposite, it's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What if this book was literally just well-worn <laughs> idioms and phrases yeah. that just Forrest Gump yeah. didn't realize that he didn't invent? Yeah. <laughs> Except he didn't invent said, them all. We've seen the movie. You got time yeah. to lean. You got time to clean. <laughs> but Joey, uh, because I lived in Berkeley, California for a while, I 
know something that would you would hate on two different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of probably one of the most common bumper stickers said visualize world like W H I R L E D peace. So that's both a terrible mm-hmm. pun about peace and soup. World mm-hmm. peas yeah, is pea soup. It's so that's, yeah. that's a double whammy for you, buddy. Now, Joey's visualizing a world peas of ass right now. Yeah, obviously. right now. Oh, yeah. Just a big, green, sloppy. <laughs> and it's uh, going to drive you crazy with the shopping oh. and the talking <laughs> and the voting. <laughs> we don't care about Stacy from work. Yeah. Uh, I do think that you're right, Joey. It is it's clearly directed at uh, women when he says piece of ass because there's uh, mm-hmm. some uh, pieces of advice that use the word Indians in them uh, from this book mm, that I did not include. Forrest Gump, he got away with a lot. Let's. I mean, he was literally named after the man who f- uh, founded the Ku Klux Klan. It's a good they point. say that, that in the movie. Nathan really? Benford yeah. Forrest. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's a funny, it's a funny, like, Yeah, it's a way. funny joke. It's basically like a family guy joke in Forrest Gump where they're like, he was a founding father. And then it's like, I'm the clan! And, and then they literally <laughs> cut to Tom Hanks, like, with a beard on a horse in a robe. Really? It's like a cutaway, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, it's like a family guy scene. I saw, I saw pieces of that movie for six hours a day every day for eight years i can tell you what's in it matt <laughs> oh hold on at bubba Gump, they literally only show that on a loop yes really well, not only there's also like tvs with sports on them but oh, okay. there's always a tv next to the sports <laughs> showing forrest gum mm-hmm. you did i also had to do forrest gum trivia with every single table because mm-hmm. if there was a secret chopper i would get fired if i didn't do it Mm-hmm. Like you had to initiate, or they they. I had to do it. I had to do it at every table. You'd be like, "Oh, some Forrest Gump trivia for you," and there's no prizes or anything. It's terrible. <laughs> and yeah. was the, were these pre-written, or could you come up with your own? And could you be like, "Did you, you know the Forrest Gump was named own. after the <laughs> founder of the Ku Klux Klan?" Yeah, you could come up with your own, but they also gave you like a list, and then I would add little jokes to mine. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, the one I always did was. Uh, what did Forrest Gump say was the best part about getting shot in the butt? And the answer ice cream, the ice is cream. the ice cream. Oh, yes! And then I would Fuck say, yeah. yeah, I would say the ice cream. But personally, I think it's because he didn't have to fight in that horrible war anymore. Um, <laughs> Do not drink melted ice cream. It puts a frozen lake in your stomach. <laughs> If a woman tries to give you ice cream, she's the devil, and she'll get HIV. The, yeah, the weirdest things they would do there is, like, so everything is, like, vaguely Forrest Gump-themed, and they at one point sold a drink there that came with a collector cup, a collectible cup that had, like, flashing lights in the bottom called Jenny's Cosmic Trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, then, since we're, we're talking about Forrest, let's actually go straight to subjective trivia. So, subjective trivia. It's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. I have my answer written uh, right here on this uh, note card. So... 
follow me along this train of thought here. Forrest Gump won Best Picture at the Oscars in 1995. Mm -hmm. Now, in retrospect, perhaps even at the time, not deserving, considering that the other nominees for Best Picture that year were Four Weddings and a Funeral, Mm -hmm. Shawshank Redemption, Mm -hmm. Pulp Pulp Fiction, and Quiz Show... I think that was a Steve Harvey biopic. I'm not sure <laughs> about that, though. So that got me thinking, because Forrest Gump has a, only a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some might say that's even high, but 71% on Rotten Tomatoes is very low for a Best Picture winner. Mm-hmm. So that led me to a Rotten Tomatoes listicle called uh, the lowest rated nominees for Best Picture. And today's question is, what is the best of these worst-rated oh, nominees is, for Best Picture? Okay. okay, so your choices are... I'm, I'm hemming and hawing here. Should I give you the percentage of, uh, the, of I, these movies? I think I, I think I yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 it's yeah, not yeah, going to sure. affect your answer. Okay. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, 60%. Pretty bad. Vice, 65%. The Big Chill, 71%. The Godfather. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the Godfather Part Three, sixty-six percent, or what I'm sure is going to be your favorite movie, Joker, sixty-nine <laughs> percent. This is, and we're picking the worst or the best? No, no. You're, what's the best of these worst-rated nominees for Best Picture? Bohemian Rhapsody, Vice, The Big Chill, The Godfather Part Three, or Joker. I well, think the Big Chill is the best of those movies. I agree. Although it is, you guys love Motown. <laughs> well, it's just, right. yeah. Well, I mean, like Forrest Gump, it it rode very hard on its soundtrack. But no, I guess the criticisms are it's kind of. I guess it's a ripoff of a John Sayles movie called Return of the Seacaucus Seven, but. People didn't really see that movie, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Joey can name all members of the Secaucus 7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's actually about the NBA Replay Center. Um. Weirdly, there's only... There's only... <laughs> I was going to say, weirdly, there's only three members of the Secaucus Center. Wow, weird. Um, it's um, Darren Jesse, Ben Folds, <laughs> and uh, Robert Sledge. Um, I will say it's, it's a little bit surprising to me that The Big Chill was nominated for Best Picture... Uh, but it's it's just kind of like a comedy. Like, it has a lot of good jokes in it. It moves pretty yeah. fast. It's a weird premise, and I think it's hilarious that Kevin Costner thought he was going to be in the movie, <laughs> and it's just like his hand in his shirt cuff in a coffin, I think, is his whole performance. But uh, Jeff Goldblum's funny. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's a... Uh, I, think I don't, I I don't know what the knock on the big chill is, necessarily, I guess. Uh, I think if you had William Hurt in your movie in a certain portion of the 80s, it was just going to get nominated for yeah. this picture. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, All-star cast. So, Joe, you're not a fan of the soundtrack? My parents listen to it so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And? It's, it's over fine. a nice meal of pea I soup? Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Forrest Gump soundtrack. All those songs are great. I just never need to hear any of those songs again oh, really before I die. Okay. Like, if I don't ever... My Girl, one of the greatest songs ever. I don't need to hear My Girl ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Okay, JD, maybe uh, help him out here. What do you give? Give me the a final answer here. Thread uh, the, or I, mean, I don't know, Joey. What were, what were you saying? Big Chill? Or are you saying something different? I'm not saying Big Chill. 
Okay. Um, I think this is strange. He's picking yeah, Joker. So this is not a movie I like, but I think Joker is the best of those <laughs> okay, movies. Okay, okay. JD. Um, wow. It's Joker's weird. It's so weird that movie exists. Like, the guy who made The Hangover made a fake taxi driver about the Joker? Like, that's so bizarre. Like, and we had a, The Big Chill is like a fine movie. I know lots of people who love it. But I just don't think we need another movie that told us how great the baby boomers were. <laughs> that was like the first one. Yeah, it was one yeah, of the first ones. It doesn't matter. Cute. It set a terrible precedent. I just don't uh, think it's about uh, them being great. It's about them being yeah. disappointed in their lives. Yeah. And cold. Yeah, and yeah. cold. They're, yeah. they're cold. <laughs> they're just, but yeah, that, that was the thing is that Mary Kay Place almost died. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think the weirdness of the Joker makes it the best movie like just the fact it exists how bizarre it is also that shot of mark maron the cutaway of mark maron after the joker i'm gonna spoil the joker it's fine (laughs) shoots robert de niro in the head oh no when the joker shoots robert de niro in the head and there's like a hilarious cutaway of his producer mark maron being like oh it's so funny well the other Um, weird thing is that they actually have him yell lock the gates to the studio (laughs) (laughs) um i do want to say one thing about bohemian rhapsody my dream is if I ever had, like, unlimited money, I would hire, like, one of those real CGI companies to take Bohemian Rhapsody and make those fake teeth bigger by 1% in every <laughs> shot they're in. I, I think about it every time, no, no, every hold time on a I second. see a photo of him. It yeah, should be ahead. gradually 1% in each yeah. scene. Every yes, scene exactly. Yeah, oh, that's what scene. you were saying. Yeah. Sorry, okay, not well, at each I'm shot. Sorry. In each scene... One percent bigger. Okay. Wow. Until by the end, it's like a chattering mouth because those fake teeth are doing so much in that performance. Um. Yeah. Uh, all right, J- let's go to someone who's actually met Mark Maron, uh, nice. Jason Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give us final answer here. I've okay, met Mark so uh, just re- quickly. <laughs> you met quick Mark Maron. I've yeah. also I've had dinner with yeah. Mark Maron. Yeah, I'm Mark the Marin. only one that hasn't yeah. met Mark Maron. Yeah. I mean, he's met. yeah. Sorry, it's just, sorry a man. Man. <laughs> just a man. As it turns out, just a man. Actually, a so, uh, uh, funny Mark Merritt thing is uh, he uh, he did a show in San Francisco, and my friend, I went to dinner with some other people and him, and uh, he was looking at his phone, delighted at everybody who talks shit about the show. Mm-hmm. And it was like his favorite thing is that he was yeah. scrolling through like his Twitter mentions and one person, his favorite thing was that someone told him that they liked that the show started early enough that they could get home to watch Louis C.K.'s new HBO special. <laughs> and he just went, oh, fuck, fuck, oh, fuck you. Ha! And then, like, laughed incessantly. It was great. Yeah. It was really, it was he so said, on He brand. said, Sean, can you, can you stick around? Can you stick yeah, around yeah, for a little bit? Sean, Sean, I got to tell you, who are your guys Sean, on this menu? Sean, do you have any Lorne stories? I'm like, Sean, on this menu? Do you have any Lorne stories? Who are my guys? <laughs> I guess uh, Oh, Joey, he would get he would get that tragic pea soup story out of you within mm-hmm. the first five minutes yeah. of that part. Yeah. And you'd be crying. 
Uh, okay, well, JD, I need an answer on this. Thing. Okay, yeah. So um, <laughs> uh, we've got we've got one vote for Big Chill. We got one vote for Joker. There's yeah, Bohemian break the is on the list. What else? Uh, quickly, what are the other? Godfather two? Part Three and Godfather, Vice. Not that and Vice. Ah, I think it's big chill. I think you're a real sucker for a romantic comedy. That sort of uh, the getting getting real with your feelings. The soundtrack played out, fucked out. Yes, Joey, I agree, mm-hmm. but it's a banger. Um, you got Kevin Klein. You got Glenn Close. You got what Meg Tilly? What the, which yeah. Tilly is it? It's Meg uh, Tilly. Meg Tilly. Yeah. yeah, it's not Jennifer. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Because she I, was busy playing poker. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Big Chill. Big Chill. I got sunshine. Oh, copyright free Jingle Punk's version of My Girl. Yep, it's the Big Chill. I do have a soft spot for it. Saw it when I was a kid. That's what, you know groomed me into believing that the boomers are the greatest generation a thing i still believe love yeah. their music uh love that they uh make us relive their you love what they've history. done with the environment and uh, the job yeah. job market and made it warmer. you love not being able to own a house it's like uh, nothing wrong with thing. renting joey yeah my stove just broke i didn't have to buy a new one so thank you uh yes the big chill is the answer also my friends and i have this um this inside joke that anytime like i get together with my old friends from high school we call it, we call it a big chill funeral. Uh, like, oh, you want to do a big chill funeral? You know where we get together and reminisce about the past. It's really nice. Uh, but that's my answer, Joey. Why don't you tell us where people can find you and the pod? And then Sean, you tell us where people can find you and America's Uncle Dad. Yeah, um, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, Round Rock Pod uh, at gmail.com, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. And I'm at Joey Devine on Twitter, but like my tweets are for me and me only. It's, they're not very popular. If you want to hear me talk about Cynonertal battle mode, that's where you go. Um, have you, Matt, are you familiar with Cynonertal battle mode? No, I need a, a quick primer. Uh, it's a game, it's like a movie trivia game that you battle people online. Um, uh, like, so the starting movies today are Madam Web and Morbius. And it'll give you one of those movies, then somebody will have to say, so like, Morbius, right? Say it starts at Morbius, someone will say, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. And then you have to name a movie that connects to Dallas Buyers Club. Because Jared Leto is uh, in Dallas right, Buyers right, Club. Oh, so you have right. to find the thing in the middle of two the movies. Connection. Yeah, it's just the connection. You name a movie that connects to the other movie. You can do it with screenwriters. You can do it with actors. You can do it with uh, cinematographers. Grips? Can you do it with grips? You can't do it with grips, Uh, but you can do... um, Best boys? Composers. So Danny Elfman, big play. But you can also... There's like a chess element to it, too, because you can ban three names at the beginning of the game that you can use, but they can't. Uh. So I could ban Jared Leto and try and get you in a... uh, uh, I don't know. What was that movie where he played uh, the guy who shot John Lennon? Um, uh, try and get you in that hole because there's no way out without using Jared Leto. And you just keep naming until the other person can't. Mm-hmm. And I tweet about it incessantly and it gets one favorite. Um, <laughs> okay, people, and go it's be always the second at favorite. Yeah. Faving it. Why don't you give, give out the website for that too? 
Uh, well, oh, oh it's, a, oh, <laughs> it's a long URL. Uh, it's cinnanurdle2.app slash battle. That's how you know it's oh, a good game, yeah, when yeah. they can afford the vanity URL. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think Joey, he's considered maybe becoming a cinnanurdle battle am. mode streamer. I, yeah, I want to try, I'm, I am going to consider, I'm really good I'm at I'm actually going to help so. set you, set that up. After this podcast, yeah. <laughs> I, I will do that. Uh, okay, yeah, get the Twitch going. So we yeah, you can watch me. You can watch me play Cinnamon Two Battle Mode somewhere <laughs> shortly. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a playback going for yeah. it. And Perfect. you know what? For this, the first for listeners of the stream, I mean of this podcast, if you see me streaming, you write the big chill. I'll try and connect the movie to the big chill. Oh, okay, that's good. That's Max's yeah. favorite movie, the it's big the chill, best yeah. movie of all time. <laughs> Uh, Sean, where can people find you and America's Uncle Dad? Uh, thank you. It's on. It's from Blonde Medicine Records. You can go to iTunes and find it and search for America's Uncle Dad. Yep. Uh, we were going to call it Beaver Fever at one point, but that, there's a song called that, and there's some other things, yeah. and now... No one else is America's Uncle Dad. It's the unique thing. If you search yeah. for that, you will find it. And I realize that's important instead of making... Also, it's uh, way less horny. Um, yeah, it's not a very horny album. You're a married album, man I'll now. Say. You're going to be a married man <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, you know, peace <laughs> of mind over, over peace of ass. Uh, yeah, and I think, so, I think so, true. so true. I also believe that all those, any other reference to Beaver Fever is definitely, like, really raunchy. That's what that's what we talked about with the album plan. They're like, you don't even follow these links. Um, you can follow me. <laughs> I'm at Sean Keen on Twitter. I'm at Jort Center on Instagram. Like... Sports center shorts. for jean shorts. There's a. I'll, well, yeah, I should share a clip of uh, me and Joey uh, doing shorts center at one point. I think maybe both of us don't do have that. facial hair at that point. It's kind of weird. That's correct. Oh. Um, but yeah, pre-order it on iTunes. The official law. If you pre-order it, you get some special bonus preview clips. But it goes out officially on March fifteenth, and we gotta beat at least one Weird Al album or get that sick real fuck trouble. off the charts he's ruined I, I enough of I my favorite songs if i don't beat the food album i'm gonna lose it <laughs> okay i was okay and i'm gonna start him. using military time that's oh. that's right that's it's okay for threat. weird out to ruin uh you know give it away but then did he also have to ruin under the bridge as the intro to the give it away <laughs> yeah. uh Barney Rubble. I don't want to tell you about the multiple polka medleys he has. Though. Oh, mm-hmm. if no, those you don't are, those like when he messes up multiple songs. Okay, Weird Al, Weird Al Challenge soundtrack to the Big Chill. All polka. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you can find that on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/IsThisGood. If you have topics, email us at IsThisGoodPod@gmail.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Go check out Round Ball Rock. Go check out Sean's album america's uncle dad thanks for listening thanks to john dean for coming on thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review for everyone i'm matt austin and this was good we'll see you next week